Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Medics podcast. My name is Imran Lasker. I am a consultant radiologist. Hi, I'm Tusha Gunawardna. I'm a cardiology registrar subspecializing in intervention. Uh, this is another episode sponsored by Manscaped. I hope you have got your crop preservers, your weed whackers, your crop revivers or ball toners, etc, etc. Uh, we can talk a little bit about more about that later. But um, it's been an interesting week. Thrusha, how you been? Yeah, good, man. Good. Uh, so obviously my run of encores came to an end. Um, yeah. Oh my God, no more talk about encores. No. Yeah, at least for at least five weeks until that, the grind reaches around again. <laughs> but um, I kind of... Like, uh, you know, uh, the rotor coordinators get a lot of grief, don't they? But like at the last minute, like during one of my last one calls, I'm like, I need, I need some call. Can you, I mean, I need some time off. I need some time off. Can you give me some annual leave? And he's like, yeah. Uh, so I had a bit of annual leave off this week. So, you know, did some normal things, ate too much, mm-hmm. went to the library. It was good, man. Uh, restful in some ways. Uh, how about went yourself? Went to what library? Like a medical library or a normal library? Normal library with the kids. Man. I love going to the library. I love going oh, really? to the library. Okay. Yeah, there's something right, about yeah. just being surrounded by the books i mean it's not like i read them all but i like i like taking lils there and yeah. uh, uh pretty much whenever i have time off i take lils to the library and then we go and we just get a whole load of books i'll read her bedtime okay i think my kid uh we went to Manchester last week a bit of a like it was kind of mini last minute oh, yeah. actually because we were meant to go on tuesday but then on monday we decided to go anyway and then um like sooner um and uh, yeah, it was nice. And then when we got there, we ended up watching Matilda, the movie. Do you remember that one from back oh, in the day? Oh, okay. Was that My that's kid, on with Danny DeVito, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. My yeah, kid yes. absolutely loved it. Literally every morning from that day onwards, she just kept watching it again and again oh. and again. And I'm trying to get through the book, but I'm not sure she's particularly interested in reading the book at the moment. But um, it was a nice trip. It was good. It was good to actually meet up with a few friends as well. Actually, that I've got in Manchester, it was, it was really nice. Um, I think of, yeah, of, yeah. of all the kind of Roald Dahl adaptations i think that's generally thought to be the kind of good one i kind of yeah. um like found out as an adult that um royal doll was like anti-semitic and so like i just kind of feel funny about having little kind of re- so like, like so obviously i had the collection as a kid but i decided mm. oh, i don't want to really really read it to her. it just kind of feels a bit wrong but um mm. matilda i think as a movie do you remember there was a guy do you remember there was a film james and the giant peach and the mm. guy who was in it yeah. went to our school. Yeah, yeah, I do remember. Do remember that? I remember that. Yeah, I remember. There was like fame, wasn't there? Like the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he to then he ended up on like Disney Channel doing some presenting on there. No way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Thing. And then um, I don't know what happened to him after that. I don't know whether he ended up having much of a career. It was cool though. I mean, the guy was in a big budget Hollywood film. I mean, yeah, he was yeah. there. He was doing the voices and everything. It was super yeah. awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, the thing is, like, um, I think we've got J.K. Rowling coming up in our in our um, this week's oh, episode. God, yeah. But it just, I was thinking about this because there was a time when people used to write a book and you'd know nothing about them beyond the book being particularly good. But thanks to social media, uh, you kind of plugged into some of what they think and feel. And I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing because, I mean, it feels like there's a lot of people that probably should be cancelled or, you know, could be cancelled depending on what they think and feel. Um, And because there was no social media at the time, they're never going to be cancelled. They're never going to have um, any particular issues. So is it a good thing that we get to know our celebrities or people that, you know, write these books and whatever media we consume so well? Or is it better they just sort of do their thing and then do their own thing in their own time and don't share any of it? I don't know. Well, I guess the, the good, I think the good thing about it now is that there are kind of consequences for bad behaviour, whereas, you know, they're all obviously those people back in time like jimmy savile and whatever he'd create mm. he'd just kind of do horrible things and get away with it 
Um, and I think, me, I, is it harder for them to do stuff like that? I'm not entirely convinced it's necessarily that harder because that much harder because you can see that there are other things like gagging orders and um, mm. they kind of put restrictions on what people can say, you know, and they get people to sign non-disclosure agreements, all this kind of stuff. I think it's just more sophisticated. And so the idea that you, you can't get away with stuff now, well, I think you've got, if you've got enough money and power, you still can. But I do think it's I do think it's good that people face consequences. I think the thing is is that J.K. Rowling, as you say, she she could have she could have though just taken taken the money and just you know she's got so much money now, but she's cho- she's mm. chosen to like weigh in with all this stuff, mm. and she's got a lot of supporters out there, so it's not like she's being cancelled, is it? Like there are lots of people who are like, oh, she stands up for this and she stands up for that. Um, but that's the thing, like, I, I always find it strange, not strange, but it's always interesting to me that what we choose to accept and what we don't choose to accept and that, um, you know, like with J.K. Rowling, you know, the books are so good. They're so they're so good. I mean, regardless of who she is and what she thinks, they are so phenomenally well. I mean, I don't I, I'm not like um, someone who knows a lot about how well literature is put together. But storybooks, they were amazing reads. I couldn't put them down when yeah. I was reading them regardless of who she is and what she she's about but um i i wonder whether it's it's so loved that it, it will it will regardless of what she thinks and feels mm. that's always going to be a part of our lives now and it's always going to make money it's always going to be like to get cancelled it's like you know i know i know maybe this is a bad example i know some people might not like me saying this but with michael jackson whether you believe he did or didn't do it the fact that there was allegations of that kind of thing around does kind of make you wonder whether you still want to listen to that music but you, the music's so good it's so good that you almost want to be like yeah but you know there are other things going on i mean yeah. the, the, it's complicated it gets complicated when you like it as much as this no? i guess so i mean like you do see that conversation come up quite a lot on twitter i saw this uh, one chapter saying look you know you cannot kind of take away from me the the importance that Harry Potter had on my life growing up and stuff. Mm. And I, th- I saw a good reply. I think it was from Dr. Ruby who was saying that you, nobody can take that away from you. Those, those are your experiences. Fine. But now that you know what you know, going forward, you can choose whether you want to give that person money or not. And mm. ultimately, you've got to decide how important what she says is to you and how mm. much you know, how much you want to take. So say, for example, she said, she, say she came out and said, all um, Sri Lankans, um, should be like burnt at the stake they should all be rounded up and shot mm. and um, especially those that moved to the UK you know and they said something that's <laughs> deeply personal to like yeah, my yeah. family then mm. obviously I'm going to be like I don't want to give this person any more money so mm. that, uh, when you give, give it a really extreme example then you're like well obviously that matters enough to you to put, make the stand mm. there so then so then when you put use that extreme example then it's like well you've got to decide what kind of matters to you and whilst you know, I remember um, my little brother was so into the Harry Potter books. I mean, I definitely I read the first four after the kind of first, um, there's a kind of change in tone or whatever, and I just couldn't really get back get into it after that. But my brother mm. would like queue up for books and stuff, and I remember, you know, loved it back. In the, but and I remember when the first kind of um, pictured version, pictured illustrated version mm. of like Harry Potter came out, and it was a kind of like a collector's edition. I bought it. I think when Lily was really small, thinking to myself, oh, I can't wait to like read those stories to her. But then seeing all mm. that stuff on Twitter about her, I was like, nope. Mm. And there's just so much other good, there is good stuff out there and whatever, you know, like, yeah, like amazing story, made movies out of it and this, whatever. But, you mm. know, we'll get by. We'll be all right. Mm. 
Yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, it depends on how how much it hits you and how much you care about what their their sentiments are and stuff. And um, I guess it's like that same. I get the same sort of feeling when it, people talk about Chris Brown, and you think to yourself, like, yeah. how's that guy still got a career? I, I just yeah. don't understand. Like, how's it possible that people still buying into this? He's still doing collabs. He's still all out there. And so that's when I just feel like, where what are we picking and choosing, right? Yeah. And the, also the other thing is that when someone is famous and they do some good work how much of a pedestal do we really put them on and do they really deserve it? And we see it all the time. We're like, you know, with footballers, I've, I've talked about footballers. I don't have anything against footballers. I think it's a good example of things. These are very, very young men, very, very young men, given a whole load of money very, very quickly. Um, and then may spend it or do things that are quite questionable. And then people will be like, oh, well, you know, they're not a good role model. And it's like, well, no, yeah, they only become a role model because you let them become a role model. Like they're nothing mm-hmm. more than someone who kicks a ball through a net. I couldn't care less what they get up to. Uh, outside of, I mean, obviously there are extremes, like you said, like if someone, one of the footballers had a very extreme, I'm sure there's been ones that have got very uh, extreme views on certain things. Yeah. But um, do you, would people stop cheering for them? Would they suddenly get dropped from things because of whatever behaviour they got up to? It's I think it was, to know, right? yeah, yeah, football's a great example. It was like, I remember, so I think Ajay Verma, he pointed out to me, so Cristiano Ronaldo, when he came back to Manchester United, there were, all, mm. there were these allegations about him, I think when he was in Italy, and I must admit, mm. like, when he moved from Real Madrid to kind of Juventus, I kind of thought that was going to be, like, the end of his career. I'll just slowly, like, peter out. But mm. all this stuff came out about him. And his, they might, these guys are so, like, Cristiano Ronaldo is probably different to the way you describe some of the other football. I mean, he's, like, a superstar, isn't he? Like, he's almost mm. bigger than the sport in some ways. And he's, he's clearly got, like, a whole kind of, like, media team and whatever. Because all of that stuff, there's some, some like, allegations about, sexual impropriety and stuff mm. but it's just all smoke and mirrors it's all loads mm. of smoke and mirrors but clearly something's happened well i don't know it's just all like messed mm. up but then you see the inter- the reason why i thought i'd bring it up is because you'll see like manchester united fans or kind of football fans out there defending him and like oh you know this and that and you're like what do you know about what's going on though really mm. but ultimately your thing is is that oh now he's playing for manchester united so you feel like you've got to support him and it kind of mm. really speaks to like that tribal nature of it like you'll excuse mm. and like you know why Tories will probably like excuse all the kind of horrible stuff that Boris Johnson's kind of like gotten away with like, mm. it's kind of like tribal nature of it mm. and refusing to to kind of um accept that this kind of one of their acolytes is a, mm. a disgrace <laughs> essentially but this is there's a concept uh you know I don't, I don't know why I'm saying this again but in Islam anyway there's a concept of nafs which is to do with your inner desire Right. And um, I often find myself asking myself, but what's the inner desire behind what I'm doing? Like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Like, what am I, what do I really want? And then yeah. um, you can make lots of arguments for the reasons why you want something, but your actual enough, so your actual desire is pretty much constant all the way through. So with these kind of things, like let's say with Cristiano Ronaldo playing football, all these guys want is him to play for Manchester United and score goals. That's all they yeah, want, yeah. right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter what other stuff he gets Just, up to. The ultimate yeah. goal is that the, the nuffs, the, the inner desire is that Cristiano, please put the ball through the net. That's what I want you to do. So when all yeah. this other stuff comes in, they'll make all these other arguments about all this yeah. other stuff. But actually the goal is, and this is why I, I know kind of fleetingly and jokingly, as I've said repeatedly on the podcast, I follow the money and see where that's going. Because mm. usually the nuffs of most people, that's usually <laughs> yeah, what that's people true. are after. So they'll throw all this stuff about, oh, you know, like, you know, what we talk about with the initial budget that came through, right? Yeah. And saying, look, there's a whole lot of poor people. What should we do? And says, you know what we should do? We should get rid of capital gains tax on this. This is like, no, no, you're talking about people two hundred fifty thousand pounds or more. Yeah, I'm talking about the poor people. And they're like, okay, look, what we'll do? We'll, we'll get rid of the cap and bonuses for bankers. Like, okay, 
what you actually, if you took out what you really want, you can sit, sit there and say, look, the actual desire, your inner desire is to help rich people. That's what you're doing. But you're going to throw smokes and mirrors about everything else and about bigger pie and sharing it all out and all this kind of rubbish. But in truth, what you, and this is the same thing that happened with every industry, like, you know, the pandemic, when the um, hotel industry went down a bit and the restaurant industry, it was tough for them. But they yeah. were they were saying that they were coming out saying, look, what you're doing is too extreme. So of course you're going to say it's too extreme for <laughs> yeah. business. Of course, I mean, I don't expect you to say anything less. If you said anything less, then I, I, I wonder what? why you're in that business in the first place. Of course yeah. you're going to lobby for. This. Of course you're going to say these things, and you can say all this stuff like, oh, it's too extreme. We don't even believe in all this stuff. That like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The truth is, you want people back in your shops and buying your food and coming back to hospitality. It's got nothing to do with anything else. Mm. Um, but that's kind of I feel like this does bring us onto a certain donut. You know, we, we, <laughs> we don't want to say the <laughs> oh, so the inner desire of a certain cardiologist who's now peddling a specific. So they they well, actually you know through you, cardiologists about cardiology, cardiology on cardiology crime. You tell us what happened. You tell us why we bring in this guy back on a podcast to talk about. Yeah, I mean, look, let's, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I want to set my stall out and say that I've been blocked by this person. So I only I only get to An achievement. Well done. I'm very not, late. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I only get to find out this stuff really late and uh, this mm. upsets me because I, I pride myself as someone who's kind of generally the in the no person so that mm. that's that's the first enraging thing about this secondly though it's obviously that this guy has been kind of courting the anti-establishment anti-vaccine mm. anti anything that kind of sounds sensible type um shtick um, mm. because and we've talked about it before right because that gets mm. views notoriety you know bad PR is kind of PR and this is, especially if you're kind of like talentless and don't have like a proper like an HS job <laughs> to just claim that you have like an honorary contract somewhere you know sorry is that too far I don't know but like um so this this person we, we could be talking about anyone we could be talking about anyone could be talking about anyone yeah talentless <laughs> oh my gosh but like, the thing is there are a few things that are egregious so one obviously you know back in the day he kind of called all nurses obese and that they shouldn't and Krispy Kreme donuts shouldn't like donate donuts to them because NHS workers are fat. So that's mm. how the whole do- donut moniker came about. And that I find particularly egregious because I, la- I love donuts. Um, but at the moment, it's this kind of weird anti-vaccine. Did you see the video though? So when I watched the video, I did. I did, yeah. it's kind of him like talking into the camera like a newsreader. And mm. then it kind of randomly pans to the side of his face for a yeah, good like so. 30 seconds to yeah. a minute. Why did they mm. do that? Are they like, oh, I, your left side, your left side is it's perfect. Mwah, mwah, mwah. We've got to get some more of that left side in. It's beautiful, baby. You know, like what's going on? <laughs> why are and they the chair that? and the chair we were sitting on. I, I just did, yeah, I didn't get it. Much. Like, why did but someone did someone really yeah think about in the background? Like, but Thrusha, are you saying? Are you saying? Look, I'm gonna. Par- are you saying that you're sick of talentless people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Honestly. A theme, isn't it? My favorite line of like one of the favorite lines of ever, just that I'm going to talk about this Tory video quickly. Just if anyone hasn't seen it, please go watch it. I think one of the Tory uh, party members were just uh, absolutely irate about the Tory party. And he just said, like, he was just absolutely livid. Like, I'm just sick of talentless people. And I thought, you know, I feel the same sentiment. I feel like that all the time. The funny thing is, though, he could be talking about anyone in the Tory party. It's like difficult to tell who he's talking about. At the beginning, I was like, is he talking about Suella Braverman? Is he talking about Liz Truss? It's true. Who knows? You, you, don't, like, you just don't know. You just don't know. You, you just don't know, do you? 
But um, yeah, so yeah, I think like when we talk about Nuffs and like his inner desire of Mr. Donut, so I think I think we pretty much know it's kind of uh, attention, wants people to pay attention to them, wants to feel that yeah, have a bit of importance and hopefully make a fair bit of money doing so. And the way to do that is by pretty much saying the opposite where everyone thinks and putting yourself forward as some sort of savior to, you know, a certain sex society, a certain sect of society uh, that just think kind of a, a bit of, not a funny way, but a different way uh, from what you'd expect. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I think a lot of people were calling him out one day and a lot of people were sort of quote tweeting and saying, look, I think this could be a bit far, but this is what I find even more bizarre sometimes, sometimes that like, what is too far? Like, what is it? Because, you know, for us, like, we're, we're kind of always on a bit of edge. Like, how much can we really say? You know, obviously, I've got the disclaimer on the front of this, on the entire podcast, saying that most of it's fictional, you know, like any relation to anyone living or past or present. It's coincidental, whether you want to believe it or not, is, you know, and I, I, I could be lying about everything. I'm not even a radiologist in the first place. Uh, and that, that, there's a reason why I've written that there, because, you know, there is, a, there is a possibility that something could go wrong from us putting ourselves out there like this. But when you see that, it's a bit like, you know, when you're in med school or you're trying to get into med school and then someone gets in and you think, how on earth did oh, you get in? Yeah, how did you do? Because if you got in, then I'm all right. I'm, I'm going to be fine. So it's a similar situation. Like, okay, so if you can push it that far, how far can yeah. we push what we're up to? Or how far can anyone push anything? Because it feels like you could make things up, which are clearly quite detrimental to a large proportion of the population yeah. and still be okay. Is it? Like, what's the line? <laughs> what is the line now? The line's a dot. I don't know. I don't know, mate. It's a joke. It's yeah, a joke. exactly. I mean, it I is, just... right? Like, you could literally turn around and say, um, you, you as a cardiologist could say, you know what? Your blood circulation is better if you walk on your hands every single day. That's what you need to do. Walk on your hands. So what I'd advise everyone to do is walk on their hands going down the stairs and get good at it. If you fall over, don't worry about it. You know, Imran will scan you. But it's fine. But that, that's, yeah. a, that's an extreme example of saying, look, I'm going to make you do risky behavior uh, and claim it's got some sort of health benefit. And apparently Absolutely. the governing body has no issue with that. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it, really? It makes me think, though, about how like there are people who kind of have to go through GMC proceedings for such like, for vexatious things, right? That's the word that's mm. used, vexatious. And I think about how hard I tried to get my like cardiology number, which certainly wasn't the first time. And then there's this, this guy who just, you know, obviously got to the end. Like, who's signing this guy off? Like, you know, just... Uh, and it goes to, I mean... I know everyone would be signing him off because honestly, like if you look at the ARCP process, it is a bit of, it's kind of, well, what is it really designed to weed out? Like um, mm. but it all came about after what, as in like it got more stringent after like Howard Shipman, but we know full well that Howard Shipman probably would have done amazing at the ARCP mm. process because, you know, the mm. vast majority of his patients loved him. So, mm. um, yeah, uh, which is an odd thing to say because that's exactly what the appraiser said to me when I had my revalidation a few weeks ago. Really? And I was like, "What are you trying to say about me, bro? Like, relax." You should have shipment. Whenever you yeah. have an appraisal and the word shipments, <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, so "All right, mate. Well, mate." I thought he was. I thought he was going to comment on me using this as CPD, and I was like, "Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything." <laughs> I allegedly may have done. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, it is research into social media and medical yeah, yeah. Um, stuff. Each so, week, yeah. like I speak for an hour with a cardiologist. And, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so that, so seventy-nine CPD points, mate. Uh, wow. <laughs> I needed those wow. points to get through. Right. 
but um, <laughs> but the point i mean i might i might be joking who knows but um yeah it does it does make you wonder it does make you wonder all of those things but then this is what this is what i find so weird about medicine and the way that it runs the way you get consultant jobs it's got nothing to do with how good you are you know and i've said i've joked about this before like when when someone goes into surgery to get a surgery job like how good are they at their hands? Have you actually watched them do anything with their hands? Like they could be like a fumbling forward that can't even get a glove on, but they've got all the publications under the sun, yes. done all the talks under the sun, but they can't get a glove on. Like, come on, man. And actually, that reminds me that I, I had this one mate I used to work with, and um, he was a year above me. And, you know, like, um, what are they calling cricket? Butterfingers. Is that what they call them? Where they just keep dropping things? I guess yeah, so. I don't know. Like, I think so, yeah. Anyway, he was a bit like that. He was just completely, completely uncoordinated. And so... <laughs> We were trying to do like a, a proctogram where you've got to stick like a, a tube up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then inject some contrast into that. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I kept giving him some tape to try and stick down so that the pipe would, the tube wouldn't fall out. And every time I gave it to him, he came back and said, I need some more tape. And I was like, why? And then all the tape was stuck on the back of his glove. I was like, bro, that's not the third piece of tape. He was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just give me another tape. They gave it and then he came back and he just kept coming forward and back with it. More tape just stuck to it. <laughs> All you got to do is get that tape and stick it on the tube and put it. What is going on? And it's just complete right. disaster, honestly. It was just the, what the hell. And I just, you know, and even, you know, and even little things like, dude, like, you know, we had to get um, porridge, like redabrack porridge, and put barium, like this kind of um, material, this contrast material, into the, into the porridge. Oh, no, okay. Stir, stir it all up and make the, ask the patient to eat it, and you could watch it go down. It's quite an interesting picture, actually, yeah, like for right. salt assessments and stuff. But even that, he, he was finding difficult. Like, he would try and pour the ready break, and we'd go all, you know, like it went all over the desk here, yeah? and the brain oh, would God. be splattered all over the place. And then he was just trying to spoon it, and it was just like, how oh, are you hell. functioning with breakfast, let alone, yeah, like, yeah. doing this? Like, what is going <laughs> Oh. what on earth is going on what on earth is going on it, it was just completely yeah he was, he was a funny guy but yeah um yeah like a, th this guy's not so funny but um maybe it's a good time to bring up um manscaped uh because we are going to be talking about the balls up of the week uh which is probably the tory party i think the tory party are gonna have to get the, yeah uh, the, i mean you can't i mean i kept thinking who else could get it but i, I really think that the tory they really party are ballsing it all up aren't they? they really are they really are but if you do want to look after your balls i would highly suggest that you do check out manscaped.com uh if you use a two medics um discount code then you'll get 20 percent off a few of our listeners already tried it they love it and i have been using their products this last week and i have genuinely i'm not joking it's really really good so yeah. we both got sent a performance package 4.0 um and it's a bit of a game changer they give you a lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, a weed whacker, which is an ear and nose trimmer, a crop preserver board deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Not those goodies, the goodies that come in the bag. And the performance boxes, I have to say, I've been using them. Yeah, they're, they're good, aren't they? Top. Yeah, I like them. Did you think that too? Yeah, I, yeah, I, was I genuinely going, thought I was going to wear them. these are really comfortable. Yeah, yeah. They are. they're quite firm, aren't they? Um, which mm. I like. I like a bit of support because I used to... <laughs> be one of those people who get, would get quite kind of painful balls if I didn't have supportive boxes. <laughs> well, yeah, especially, well, you know, doing, I'm doing a bit more high intensity stuff and running on treadmills and they're, and they're, yeah, I use them for them. They're, they're, they're really good, honestly. Yeah, yeah, anyway, but... so they've got a fourth generation trimmer, uh, cutting edge ceramic blade right next to them to reduce yeah. grooming accidents. Thanks to the advanced skin safe technology. The lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4,000 uh, K LED spotlight. So it'd have a more precise it's quite shade. quite bright, isn't it? You love I've that used light, it. Like I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, it is. I'm going to use it on you next. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so, I've got a day off tomorrow, and Jay's at work, so I was going to go to town. 
Oh right, okay. go to town <laughs> what to find to find me and to do this. <laughs> God, we're still recording. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Are we still recording? Uh, okay. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. anyway. So look. Anyway, do do try and support the podcast. We really appreciate it. We do. I think me, Thrusha, and I do have big aims for the podcast. We want to make the medical conversation part of the mainstream conversation because I think medicine affects everyone. So get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code two medics at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off, free shipping at manscaped.com, and use the code two medics to unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job. With Manscaped. So let's talk about the Tory party. What happened this week? Oh my God. So, oh my God. So, how do, I mean, by now, I guess most people will know what's up, which is essentially mm. that you Liz Truss was up. prime. When, yeah, she was prime minister for 44 days. If you think about it, 10 of those <laughs> days were like when the country was in mourning. So, 34 yeah. days, strictly speaking. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, she had a plan for the budget agreed with Kwasi mm. Kwarteng and then obviously that went down like a stinker when she became prime minister the pound dropped in value pounded mm. yeah indeed and then I mean it was just kind of tax cuts <laughs> um corporation tax for it was just ridiculous it's ridiculous and it, yeah, it went yeah, down yeah. for like like a lead balloon especially when people are mm. recognizing or at least the sounds that people are making are that of austerity or more austerity, mm. and you know, like we haven't had enough of that already. And then mm. they were kind of talking about tax cuts, just seemed completely off its rocker. And so then she sacked mm. him, and then she came. She came out swinging in Parliament. She was saying, um, "I'm a, I'm a fighter, not a quitter." And then she quit the next day. That's, that's you know what? You know what? I reckon what must have happened here is that she said that, and then someone, one of her mates, or someone, probably someone like me, said, "Listen, Liz, can I talk to you for a second? Because yeah, <laughs> this is not this is not going to go very well. I, I just think that um, listen, right? The bigger picture is you get out of this in a decent decent nick. So what you could do is quit, and uh, you're going to get a hundred k salary for the rest of your life. I mean, yeah, that's how it works. And she'd be like. Excuse me? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done 44 days worth of work. I mean, this is the best passive income. You know, people are literally running businesses and writing books and make this kind of money passively. And all you have to do is just quit now. That's all you've got to do. That's it. And you're done. You're set for life. 100K salary. I mean, that's better. You know, that's as good as CA points and all the rest of it. I mean, she pretty much took CA points, didn't she? Clinical Excellence Awards were given to Liz for 44 days of... um, I don't know. Questionable yeah. work. So who's, who's the chump? <laughs> who are the chumps, really? I mean, it's exactly. Exactly. But, exactly. Um, well, I mean, she's, this... she's laughing. She's laughing. The, th- the thing that gets me now is, is mm. that, like, I realise, you know, people are like, oh, you know, this is the kind of best chance ever for kind of the Labour Party to get power. But I don't see mm. like stuff that comes up, and you kind of the thing is, is that um, what I think uh, the majority of people want is for everyone to coalesce and for there to be a big ma- Labour movement and for the Tory government to kind of be voted out, and so. Mm. When anyone says any criticisms of Starmer, of which there are plenty, like if you look at the kind of current um, kind of uh, interviews that he's been doing at the moment, he's almost been covertly su- suggesting that there'll be more austerity, that he wasn't in uh, fa- like favour or supporting of the, of the nursing pay rise, or certainly not in favour of the strikes. And people are arguing, oh, well, maybe that's because, you know, he sees himself as a future leader in charge and he shouldn't be seen to support strikes, but then... The way he's kind mm. of taught, I just, uh, it's um, it's hard to have like much faith in the kind of system, but I don't know. I, I'd love for, to hear people if they had some kind of, you know, positive spin on this because it's um, pretty depressing, isn't it? Because then, and then you're like seeing other people who say, oh, like Boris is going to come back. He's going to, and you're oh, like, what again? Like, <laughs> I just don't know. I just, 
you know what like i know brits like to see themselves in kind of quite a high um is it they got you know i mean it's good to have confidence and yeah. be have good self-esteem and all that but if boris came back i just can't imagine how anyone could ever take Recover it seriously <laughs> yeah exactly again it's embarrassing. like oh you again uh yeah. great um but do you, you know I mean, yeah go on. do you see those tweets so you know in the recent days um about kind of just the complete diabolical situation there is in kind of any i mean um certainly from my experience like any's are heaving the mm. you know see you're seeing patients in the back of ambulances not just any doctors but you know specialty doctors because you know there just isn't any space for them anywhere and so kind of bays are being filled with extra patients patients in in war in kind of on ward corridors and um, I saw a letter, I think it was from that um, NHS correspondent journalist who was talking about how this is going to be, you know, with the winter winter kind of pressures that are going to be mounting, that kind of overcrowding in the wards is going to be more um, prevalent, more common. Mm, mm. It's, um, it's hard to see how this is going to get better, the current leadership or the current situation. I just don't, what's the end going to be, man? How's, it, how's this going to pan out? I just want to know. I mean, we've talked about this, isn't it? Just make the NHS as bad as possible so that people go private. The people that can't... I mean, I've got patients who come in and they'll say that they went and got their scan privately. And he's like, really? I mean, you know, that's... And it turns out they... What they did, they saved that money to be able to get the scan sooner. That's what they're doing. So you've got people who otherwise wouldn't be spending money on the private sector going to the private sector. You believe in the private sector. Mm-hmm. And... Um, like I so said, follow the money. Most of the people have yeah. got some sort of friend or share in, in one of these things somewhere along the line. Sure. And mm. and that that makes sense for kind of people who are kind of well enough to do so. But I mean, the kind of people who, you know, need like a hospital. Oh, I admission. see. Journey. Yeah, I know. I think so, that's the thing. But I think you've got to be very unfeeling, uh, and I think that's what the position that these people must be in. To know, know they fully know that they are doing a, a terrible service to people who are genuinely sick who need help mm. straight away, and be okay with it and not invest. I mean, how else can you explain it? Because yeah. I mean, you're a doctor. I'm a doctor. There is a level, I mean, a joke, joking aside, that you do care about your your average person. You do want someone to stay alive in that situation. But the the stance they're clearly taking and continue to take is that they're literally, as if someone is coming in in CPR and they're like, yeah, I just can't bother. I think there's better things to do right now. I'd rather watch TV or I'd rather just, um, I don't know, look at my stocks and shares or something. You know what I mean? That's, mm. the, that's the stance they're taking, you know. And we might just have to accept that as a society, you know, it's. A, I sometimes think like if um, if governments are meant to be a reflection of society, then these guys are the people that are getting voted in repeatedly. So, mm. what does it tell us about society and what we really care about? True. Uh, what, what do what do what do? Okay, I know we care about it because we're in healthcare. Of course, we care about it because it affects us directly. But your average person, I don't think they care all that much. I don't. Yeah, I think they're... Until, until they're in that situation. But then they're not they're not thinking about that because if it was a big thing, then they would do something about it. They would vote accordingly. But you know, either they're duped by the headlines of three hundred fifty million, you know, pounds a week or whatever it is for the NHS, and think, oh, you know, I'm going to support the NHS by doing exactly what they told me to do, Brexit. Let's do it. Or it's just not. It's like a little blip on the bigger the bigger picture. They like the hair. They like the they like the conversation. They like the way they look. They like the you know what I mean, yeah. like. Um, I saw, I saw yeah. that video of like uh, Boris Johnson kind of supposedly reciting from the Iliad, you know, in Greek. Mm, and yeah, yeah. I've seen it before and people are like, oh, it's like really impressive, but is he like, you know, 
that doesn't doesn't make like a good prime minister. And like literally, if you speak to any kind of Greek speaking person, he's actually talking gibberish. He's not even reciting it properly from the Iliad, but people believe that he is because mm. you know that's how kind of confident he is. And isn't that just kind of like almost like a metaphor for like how he is in ev- in everything else that he does? Like that he just kind of emits this noise with confidence, and people just buy into that. And I just think. But conversely, it tells you about the people that are buying into it in the first place, right? Mm. It tells you about the level of, um, I guess, understanding or what their expectations are for someone. Because even though you've gone and even though that it may be inaccurate, does it really affect him or his chances or what people think of him? Not at all. It just shows you like, um, I think there was a movie or maybe it was a a quote from uh, Che Guevara. He said, uh, an uneducated population is easily duped. And that's what I think that this may be me the more paranoid part of me is like you purposely keep people watching pop idol, watching football, waste, you know, I'm not saying all of us, I mean, it's good to do, do these things, but when you've got people who are so, um, they'd rather have conversations, long conversations about those kind of things over people, poor people not being able to eat or food banks and, you know, the, the healthcare service, it just shows you that the, the interest is not there, you know, like People would rather talk about other things to do with, yeah, who scored a goal, you know, who, who's going to be striking, who's going to be the, who's going to be the next transfer deal, you know, which which young twenty something year old is going to make a million pound transfer and all this kind of all the rest of it. While in the background, these guys are swiping everything, absolutely everything. And I don't know, you do worry about what's going to happen next. You know, with interest rates going up, someone is saying that um, interest rate interest rates are going to go up, people won't be able to pay the mortgages. But then they're going to have to try and sell their place. But they have to reduce the amount of money they have to sell their place because everyone's going to try and sell their place. And then because it's going to go for less than what they paid for it, the bank they won't be able to afford to sell it. So they can't afford to stay, but they can't afford mm. to sell. <laughs> what? <God. laughs> wow, wow. It's uh, but that's that's we heading heading towards. But we we voted for this. I mean, the yeah. Tories have been in power. They, I know we say that uh, it's not, they, you know, they're not de- democratic elected. They were, though. They were at some point. The Tories have never really changed in terms of their pattern of behaviour and what they're looking for. It's not hard to see. Uh, like I said, it, it, took, it took seconds to see what that budget was about. Seconds. You, as soon as it came out, I told you, I, I was honest, I was going to do very well from that budget that came through. I thought, wow. I mean, I was, I don't have to pay that much corporation debt, et cetera, et cetera. So, um it doesn't take it doesn't take much. You don't have to be that smart to figure out what's going on. You still vote for them. Fair enough. I guess it's on all of us. Not me. I don't vote for them. Anyway, yeah. You almost oh want gosh. to say yeah. You almost want to say look, Boris and everyone, just go home. Just go home early. <laughs> <laughs> so this is yeah. reference to a tweet from at quality underscore uh, Nagayan N G. U-Y-E-N. And he said, I told my student she could go home early and she just said thanks and left. And then he's got kind of this emoji that's like, Oh, um, terrible. Why, mm. why, why, why did his brain explode, do you think? Because he, it sounds, I mean, the implication is that what he thought that they should say, no, 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 I want to stay because I want to learn more from your good self and bow down to the golden knowledge that'd be passing through your, um, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's the sentiment, isn't it? It's kind of these old school, like, st- stick around, stick around. What would you do in that situation, Thrusha? Like, genuinely, though, would you would you just left or would you stayed around just because you don't Depends, want to look bad? Because that's mean, the this, question, this, isn't it? This is to a med student, right? So this happened to me when mm. I, when, where was I? I was at, it was, 
Whittington and you know we were encouraged to do nights like a set of nights oh yeah I remember that yeah. did up. you go yeah. Uh, yeah well yeah I did I turned up for one it was mm. an A&E and I, I remember that. the A&E yeah, I was like mm. yeah and he's like okay why don't you he goes why have you come and I was like because we need to get it signed off and mm. he's like okay I'll sign you off and then you can go home and I was like oh but like you know, I remember thinking about how I was going to do it beforehand, like planning the day and whatever, and taking my little <laughs> snacks and my water bottle with me and all this mm. kind of stuff. And he, and he was like, what, why are you here? And I was a bit, and at that point, I was a bit like, oh, maybe I should just, why am I here? It's like, you're on a Friday night. And I was like, yeah, mm. you know, but where else would I be? Seriously. And then um, mm. I did a cannula. And mm. then after I'd done the cannula, he said, mate, look go home and I was like okay but he said I think I was waiting for three go homes it's a bit like you know when um (laughs) you know I think when you go on a date isn't it and someone's supposed to say like I'll pay for the meal and then they say it like three times and it's in the third go you're like okay okay but you can't do the first two times because that will seem like you're expecting it is that what it was okay I've gone wrong yeah I don't know I mean I never (laughs) Where were you before? I don't know. Why did you not? Okay, you never told me this before. Anyway, it's too late now. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I'd never say I'd yeah. say yes first time. But mm. um, it was, yeah. So y- Yes I, to I what? What would you say yes to? Okay, no, yeah. carry on, yeah. So yes to the dress. So, so I definitely was home. <laughs> for that night shift, I definitely was home before midnight. But mm. um, I, I, stayed, I tried to do a cannula, failed a few times. Mm. And that was, that, was, that was what I achieved. How about yourself? What, how, would you, how would you perform in that scenario? You know what? It depended on my my uh, mood. I guess I must have been slightly yeah. erratic in the way that I used to be. I don't know how how much you remember me, but there were there were times when I would hang around because I don't. I thought it was the right thing to do, but I think the vast majority of the time I would just leave. And I think um, yeah. I think one particular point I remember there was a gynecologist, and I was not interested. I mean, no offense to any gynecologist people, I do rate what you do, but I am not interested whatsoever in anything yeah. you do not do at all, yeah. not even in the slightest. I like, didn't even pique a remote interest. So I think they could tell I was really, really bored. Like really, you know, I was just looking around, looking at my watch and then like, texting some girl, oh, you know, yeah. all this silliness. And then he goes, do you want to go home or something? And I went, yep. Is that what you said? Yeah, and I left. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. There, there were points in my life where I've done that, but then there have been other points in my life when I didn't do that. And I've ended up hanging around for like ages, yeah. ages, and ages, that. like, why am I doing this? I hate you so much right now. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm kind of, yeah, I think, but yeah, you know, when you're in a lecture or even, even, even on a course and it's about to finish, you go, oh yeah, I'm finally done. I'm finally done. And someone goes, any more questions? And someone puts a hands up. You're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Are you like that too? So it's a similar thing. Sometimes you just want to go. I just, I don't want to listen to this stuff anymore. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just think that, uh, I mean, maybe I'm not very good at multitasking or something, trying to <laughs> you know, text people and all the rest of it at the same time as being in clinic. I don't know. Um, kind of to brings us on to a multitasking um, tweet, wasn't it? So um, reminiscing. Oh, you got mentioned on this one. I did. You're a big wig, mate. Yes. I am. And you got Obviously, mentioned. Oh, and you got mentioned with med crisis. Done. Yeah. Done. You We're made both it. Both cardiologists, though. That's the, that's the cardi- Still there. So, Shout out to Sadiqi. It could have been donut. So it could have been donut. It's true. Yeah, it's anyway. true. yeah, it could be. But, yeah, he doesn't so want to. He's only got one task. Anyway, she says, reminiscing about my time as a med reg on call, thinking of five things at once over three hours feels like a spa break in comparison. She's quote tweeting Ian Dale, who's a mm. kind of, I think he works at LBC. He's like a, I don't know, DJ or whatever it is. And he goes, mm. um, you tried for three hours, you're juggling five things in your head at once. It may look easy, but let me <laughs> assure you, it's mentally knackering. Let and me assure knackering, you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Is um is knackering trying to hold things in your head? Lots of mm. things in your head at the same time. I mean, mm. I've got some tips that you could use, like writing them down mm. probably is one. Being good at delegating is probably another one. And making sure that you take time to go to the toilet and eat and stuff. Those are really important things that Ian Dale maybe could try. But if he still struggles, then there's probably some resilience lectures and things that we could send him to, right? <laughs> <laughs> The other, the other way to get things done is just not do them at all. I just ignore them oh, yeah, yeah. for as long as possible. And then they'll just yeah. do the other thread. <laughs> yeah, just find someone wedge. else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I keep, you know, I get emails. Can you can you um, vet this? No, I can't bother. Can you vet this? Can you can't bother? And eventually one of my colleagues are like, Imran, I vetted this for you. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You <laughs> just do it. Whatever. I just don't care. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where it's got to now. That's where it's got to. Um, yeah, that is... Um, what I always find interesting is like how everyone, I mean, I say I, I kind of, I'm trying to be less like this when someone asks me how things are going and then you almost feel obliged to say that you're busy because, you know, uh, sometimes I'm not busy. I'm, I'm just not busy, but I still feel like, I don't know why, but I always feel obliged. And I guess when you listen to previous podcasts and through, she says, how you doing, man? And I probably end up saying I'm busy, even though mm. when I really take a step back, I haven't been that busy. Why do I keep saying I'm busy all the time? Like, what is it about me that feels like I need to justify my existence by saying I'm busy? But is it's all relative, it I guess. I don't know. I, I keep thinking about it because the reason why I mention it is because um, I met up with a friend who lives in Abu Dhabi. They came around and they asked me how things are going. And I said, yeah, I've been really busy, mate. And he goes, all right, well, what have you been up to? And I, I explained like what my average day was. He didn't say anything. But then we, when he started talking to his wife and he goes, this guy thinks he's busy. Listen to what he gets <laughs> up to in his day. And I, t- and I kind of thought, yeah, you're right. Why did I say I was busy? <laughs> Look, why did I say I was busy? I don't know why I said that. I'm not. But like, isn't it that you kind of, you become accustomed, like you become accustomed to the way that is, and then you just kind of just calibrate. So for example, <laughs> when you see like the kind of <laughs> surgical reg, like who's kind of sat in the mess all day, um, and then mm. when they get one referral, they're like, the <laughs> at that moment, they're like, you're just, uh, you know, for that, that moment, you know, they're, that's being, that's disturbing your time. Whereas like, if they, if they were like the medical reg, like mm. you just kind of calibrate to that level of busyness. And then that's the kind of normal. And when people call you like, down the phone, like oh, that person. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe it's just a calibration issue. But that's also, the point. So everyone's yeah. busy. Everyone's yeah. busy, are they? That's, that's so you're not saying it's it, but you're not, yeah sure but you're not saying it because you are like trying to justify it you're saying it because you genuinely feel that way but that's because that's a calibration issue rather than a kind of yeah so i think maybe exactly so for someone like this who says oh you can't imagine what it's like to have five five things going on around in He's your head i mean yeah. it needs to be calibrated mate i mean what about he, your average he, he needs to follow around the medrage he washing. needs to hold the medrage fleet well, just, yeah, live in life, mate. I mean, you've got bills to pay, washing to do, cooking to do, kids to pick up. You know, yeah. I've I, the number of times I've forgotten to pick up my kid. Robbie's actually messaging me saying, um, have you gone to pick up things? Uh, yeah, and I'm just literally <laughs> run out. <laughs> Imran, are you on the way? Is that, yeah, 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 I'm on the way. And I'm like, socks on, <laughs> get jeans on, get out, get out, get out. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to get in trouble. <laughs> I do, yeah. I do get in trouble. It's, uh, yeah. I think Rabia, you know, politely does message me at the point when I'm meant to leave. Like, How's this going? Knows. I was like, yes, I know, I know. Yes, I know. Got, I'm meant to. She's got a ring doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I haven't seen you leave yet. I was like, yeah, 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 I know, I know. 
yeah, I'm, I'm on the way. I know, I'm running a little late. I'm running a little bit late. I, I've been busy. I've been busy. <laughs> I've been very busy today. Um, oh my god! So many think, of the tweets. Yeah. Sorry, so many yeah. of the tweets that we've put in here have been deleted. It's crazy. Just I know. Looking, I know. I'm like, whoa! I'm looking through as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Just disaster. You're gonna have to but start you know, screenshotting like, these guys. Maybe, yeah, maybe. But I think you know, being busy. I mean, that's one of those things that. I think like maybe part of the reason of saying that you you are busy, it kind of I feel like maybe it justifies your existence because if you said you're not busy, you feel like you're a bit maybe you're a bit of an imposter. Maybe that's what. <laughs> nice. So um, I'm kind of alluding to a, another tweet um, by Dr. Muna Abdi, and she goes, "I don't like the term imposter syndrome. Let's call it what it actually is: the psychological impact of systemic gaslighting. If you ever felt that like an imposter, check your space and those in it. Whose words echo in your mind? What gut feelings have you ignored?" So what is she saying by that? It's too complicated for me. No, that's not true. I, th- I feel like a person who's a only I, mm. I reckon if there's someone mm. who hasn't felt imposter syndrome I don't know what it's like I may read that and not really get what she means because there's a lot mm. of terms in there that really are quite specific to people who've experienced microaggressions and understand what gaslighting is on a more personal level so mm. I mean the people who use the term imposter syndrome they're, they're they're talking about that feeling whereby you feel like an imposter in a in uh, an arena where you get the impression that you might not belong Mm. And when she says, whose words echo in your mind? Well, think mm. of the words that we kind of get used to saying, like professionalism mm. um, or kind of when we talk about kind of dress code and attire or mm. kind of professional behavior. And then where that kind of or that image comes from and who tells us, who sets the tone? Mm. Uh, in fact, tone is one of the other words, isn't it? But who sets that kind of landscape for, uh, for you to exist? And and then it says, what gut feelings have you ignored? And that's that, you know, for example, when you've been asked that question, you know, where are you from? Or tell mm. us where you trained or, mm. um, you know, you've been asked odd questions about your background. Um, those are the kind of gut feelings. That, so those are things, those are the microaggressions that you've had to kind of internalize and kind of which basically out you as mm. someone who's seen to be an outsider without them using so it's it's very sophisticated and in the tw- it's a ama- actually it's quite a nice tweet because there's kind of a lot of a lot of stuff in there um, it is it is i mean i've actually done a youtube video on my own feelings of imposter syndrome um yeah. oh by the way follow through his youtube channel uh, he's got a oh thanks channel. yeah please do yeah um but <laughs> i think in that particular video i was I mean, you can go ahead and watch it if you want, don't. I mean, it's kind of boring. We just rabbit on about why I felt like an imposter. But the reasons why I, I felt like an imposter, or the, when I read the word imposter syndrome, is my own understanding of imposter syndrome was more to do with the fact that I never felt, or, I, and I've said this before, I like, I really am not that smart. And um, always feeling completely out of depth, surrounded by very, very clever people pretty much most of my life and just trying to keep up with them and hope they don't realize I'm not that smart. And I think I've always had the sort of feeling that, one of these days, you know, like when you're sitting when you're with your mates, and then they t- they all say someone says a joke, and everyone's dying of laughter, and you mm. you just haven't quite got it, mm. and you don't want to be like, bro, do you mind just explaining that to me? Mm. I don't really understand. So you kind of like, ha, 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 and then you hope that no one really catches the fact that you just weren't you didn't get it because otherwise the questions are like, are you not that smart? Like, how did you not know that? So that that's kind of that's what I understood as imposter syndrome. And I guess now reading that and the way you explained it, I'd never thought of it along the lines of um, imposter syndrome based on um, where you're from. 
but I guess that yeah that that exists too doesn't it like I never thought of that as a as a meaning of it you know and it, it makes yeah. sense I guess there's a, there must be a few more meanings to imposter syndrome than I initially anticipated there's also the fact that you may not belong not just based on intelligence but based on background and the color of your skin and orientation etc cetera, etc cetera, right it's a very good tweet now you mention it just come across your video yeah. on youtube or drive time with oh. imran i haven't seen that one which one time with imran yeah have i and drive time I drive time with imran Let's oh drive time with imran yeah yeah i was just Three doing um yeah, nice. yeah 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 i've been doing Apparently some videos so. where um I remember you would ask me about how to do like videos yeah. on the move. So um, I used a GoPro and I thought it might be fun to like just, I keep, I get questions on my YouTube and Twitter DMs and all that kind of stuff. Ask me very specific questions. So one's about private work. I will be doing a video on that soon. But um, they'll just ask me little things about like lifestyle. Um, what do I think of this? What do I think? And I think, you know what? I'm, I'm on an hour drive at, to work anyway. I might as well just make a quick video. So I, I've been doing that. It's been quite fun. I think I, I, I did a video um last week but i couldn't put it online because um i forgot to press record so it's just me talking to <laughs> <the internet. laughs> oh, no. i know i know can oh, you imagine i, I was like talking to the camera yeah i was talking oh. to the camera and um people and the traffic must think what is he doing wow. like why is he yeah what's he up to they were right. in that car they were right. and they were right i was just talking to myself again <laughs> oh, man. but yeah i hope you enjoy those videos silly just me being silly <laughs> i wouldn't take anything yeah, i say yeah, seriously i don't know why anyone does um, anyway, let's not plug. Look, I, I, let's not plug. Let's get. Let's move on. Um, no, very good. Very good tweet. Very good tweet. There's so a tweet had... from Russell, uh, the mm, kind of age old. So you know, this is a classic. The one, uh, the tweet about doing blood gases and local anesthetic, and there's oh, always this. This always mm. seems to, for some reason, I mean, it shouldn't really be a polarizing issue. Um, there are some people who kind of hold up some of the guidelines, saying, "Oh, it's it's kind of rec recommended or suggested to give local mm. anesthetic to make ABGs." Mm. um uh kind of pain uh, less painful and mm. the general things that seem to come up every time this every time this question comes up people say one i don't see anyone else doing it so there's that and then two mm. um does it really make a difference i think people say mm. um and three maybe that comes down to your technique or something i think is the third mm. thing i sometimes see people say i mean i i've got to say that these days, I don't tend to do a lot of ABGs. Um, yeah. I did a few of them when I was in A&E and when I, mm. when I was doing A&E locums, and I would do for that, but that was mainly because so have, using them for art lines for cats, I mean, you always use local anesthetic for it. And it's an absolute game changer, absolute game changer. Mm. Like, because mm. then the patient's kind of comfortable and they're not, you know, they're not kind of squirming around. And you feel less nervous because you know that they're going to be more comfortable. It just makes the whole experience much 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 better and much quicker so even though mm. it might seem like there might be a false economy to it uh, or, or the other end like it seems like it might to make the procedure last longer it, it doesn't it makes it easier to do so mm. um i, I would hold, uh, recommend it um what russell the kind of twist the kind of flavor that he's added he's just <laughs> into this is that he was talking about using an insulin needle to advance insulin because especially tiny um mm. to to, get, to administer the lidocaine and the other and then other twists that you might see are people who say that keep the lidocaine at room temperature because it's the coolness of the lidocaine that can sometimes make it sting but anyway yeah people still got upset by it despite this they're just they're just some subjects isn't it that conjure up some sort of feeling isn't it it's like when we had phil lee and he said look you mentioned psycho helmets that's it <laughs> yeah. that's your that's your yeah. evening gone yeah. 
<laughs> people get upset. I actually tried it. I, you know, do you remember he did a tweet, and then I thought I said I, I think I commented underneath. What about cycle helmets, Phil? And he went, No, Imran, please. And I watched that thread, and nothing happened. I was hoping to to make it explode. So okay, look, at least <laughs> now I know uh, ABGs. ABGs are one to want to bring up, bring out some, uh, bring out some beef when I feel like having an argument with people. Yeah, like uh, yeah, met Twitter being met Twitter, isn't it? With yeah. uh, with certain things, I think they're just. Some things have just been cultural phenomena in in Twitter world, and ABGs is just going to be one of those things that if you feel like having a bit of an argument tonight, say them about ABGs and yeah, um, local like and that's it. Um, yeah, so I guess um, on the topic of AB, well, having spoken about ABGs, um, that I think there's this festival topic that might be kind of relevant because it's about Ooh, people talking about daily pra- practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I drive a HGV for a living. Still, for the life of me, do not know what half the buttons do. Feel safe out there, people. That's deeply unsettling. It's that is kind of scary. Is that that's a bit like if someone's about to do brain surgery and they'd be like, you know what, I've never done this before. But anyway, let's, um, yeah, yeah. let's carry on. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I just try to avoid please. the squiggly bits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just the bits that bleed is uh, the stuff I try and stay away from. Oh, you know, did you know this about me? I get a bit squeamish when you talk about like injections and blood and stuff like that. Do you? Yeah, yeah, that stuff about ABGs made me feel a bit off, man. <laughs> because if you're feeling a bit funny let's do another one so another fest hole so uh yeah. the tooth fairy has been borrowing money from my daughter's piggy bank to leave under her pillow for years times are tough in fairyland oh that's kind of sad isn't it okay cool so um i think we're coming up to the end now um yeah. so i think well hopefully to by the time this comes out well we might have a new prime minister will it be rishi yeah will it be boris will it be me that's will funny. it be i mean at this point it, it could it could be, could be but you know it's my turn isn't it it's coming around. i don't know you're you're brown through sure you, i you look a lot like rishi sunak apparently yeah. although i've you had people yeah. say that i look like rafael varan the footballer which i, I like more than rishi sunak oh yeah because yeah also rishi sunak's like three feet tall as well so oh is he i didn't know that i didn't know that. so um well thank you thank you as always uh med twitter uh don't forget that you can get 20 percent off at manscape by writing in two medics at the checkout do check it out uh, very good products. I've been enjoying them immensely. Um, yeah. And, you know, try it out. Well, go on, just try it out. At least try the boxes. Go on. You know, you don't want to try the boxes. The boxes are nice. All right, cool. All right, <laughs> have a great weekend and don't get cancelled. All right, yeah, bye. Bye, everyone.